in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Ted Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, explorer, Chris Dewar. This is an edition of Potential Picks. We're viewing the Disney Plus exclusive series, Moon Knight, and it's streamed on Disney Plus based on the Marvel Comics character of the same name. Very excited about this series. Number one, because we are getting a new character in the MCU, uh, Wealth of Library, if you love characters. And also, this one is not directly correlated or connected to any of the Marvel films as yet. This series, starring Oscar Isaac, uh, we were very excited about. uh, And uh, we are going to be talking away because there is a lot of craziness going on here. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Moon Knight. Spoiler warning. Why did you call me Chris? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all have different personalities, don't we? Uh, Moon Knight, we are introduced to a character of Stephen Grant. He is this you know, naive uh, little nerdy guy who works at uh, he works at the museum in England, uh, mainly about Egypt. And we start to notice that he's having these weird dreams where he can't really remember what happened. And he ends up in these different situations we come to realize that he actually has dissociative identity disorder and he has multiple personalities. One is Mark Spector, this mercenary who has the power of the Egyptian god Khonshu, who can take the form of Moon Knight, this awesome, epic Egyptian badass warrior. And this was a show where, yeah, it was going to be difficult because all the shows we've had so far were characters we already know about. Uh, and their continued stories. This is the first one we have, or it's a complete first time ever on the big screen, uh, or little screen, depending on how big your TV is. And to introduce a character that not a lot of people know about, you know, it's not like a, it's not like Batman or Iron Man, where you kind of like know the name Moon Knight. And this one is very trippy and weird. It's more the show about mental health and about this this you know, DID that he has and the Egyptian gods more than like a superhero show, which makes it stand out. I think it's what makes it unique. It makes it something that we're not seeing the same old, same old. But I think it was a lot on the plate to try to, how do we tell the story in six episodes? And this was meant to be a one series only show. Um, I'm assuming the character will show up again in future movies, but as of right now, there was not meant to be a season two like Loki is getting. But uh, yeah, Mohamed Dieb, who is an Egyptian director leading the directing team. This would be exciting. And Oscar Isaac, I mean, the guy is an incredible actor in everything. And this is where he really gets to shine with some incredible character work because Stephen Grant is this nervous Nelly character. He's got this very posh London accent. And then you get Mark Spector, who's more of this American mercenary, very tough, knows how to fight. And the way that he would go back and forth as these characters and sometimes it's it's cool how they do like the mirror effect where like he's looking at a mirror or like a glass or something and the reflection is the other character talking to him i thought that was really cool how they did some of that storytelling we have our main villain ethan hawk who plays harrow who is this unique cult like leader who wants to he wants to get the god Amit 
alive so that he can kind of take over the world. It's, it's a bit of a, he has the power to judge people. And if they're judged to be good people, they're okay. If not, they die like right there instantly. It's kind of creepy. And it's just, you kind of have to go along with the ride of it's, it's like unpeeling the layers as each episode goes along and you're putting the pieces together as you're watching of how many, how many variations does he have in his head? Is this all real? Is this all a dream? Yes. There's so much that I think I, even off just one watch so far, so many questions left and I would need to go back and rewatch just to kind of figure out more of the puzzle pieces. But what was the show like for you, Taylor? Because I think from a visual standpoint, and I think, you know, we, we love Egypt and the gods and the pyramids. There's something cool about, you know, us kids who love the mummy and all that stuff. So Egypt is always exciting. Mix that with this crazy mental, is he who he is? You know, it's a little bit of Fight Club meets, you know, these other movies like Shutter Island. And you're like, is this all in his head? Is it really him? It's so hard sometimes to know exactly what the true answer is, but that's kind of some of the excitement, I think, about this show. I agree. I think why it works well is because giving it, you know, one episode at a time, you really have to peel back the layers and you're kind of like, whereas other shows were WandaVision, um, I was kind of like, it was tough for the first couple episodes for me to like, you know, I want to get to the good stuff. This was like, I know nothing about this character. I don't know anything about the mythology. I didn't do any research. So I was very excited and, you know, having um, Oscar Isaac, who is a brilliant actor, we've seen, you know, and brilliant actor, no matter what he's in, whether it's brilliant work or not so brilliant work, he stands out as, and for him to create these characters was so great, this, the duality, and then you just see, like, as he goes along, okay, wait a second, why, wait, who's the real person, who's not, you know, and I and I did love that, and Ethan Hawke, man, I just loved, he just played such a good menacing because as he's gotten older, he's gotten that gruffer voice and he does, he does have, he, he looks very creepy in this role where, um, he was meant to be part of the MCU. I just felt like he did a very good job. And I liked that what the MCU is doing is there is so much to go through. Like, how does this fit? And I think it was smart to make this, um, separate from what was going on in the MCU because then it was like, okay, then we we don't have to explain. Oh, there's Egyptian gods, but I thought the idea that these Egyptian gods are gods, excuse me, that Egyptian gods are real, and that they have these what are these avatars that they can embody, and we're introduced to this, you know, who gives the powers of the Moon Knight, if you will, the title character, this character of Khonshu, which is this great duality of Khonshu and Amit, where Amit prejudges you and Kanchu is like if you do the crime you pay the uh, time sort of thing yeah. where it's like i don't you know uh you know so so coming up in our review we're going to be doing dr strange 2 which is again going into that horror element this is a really good one we're more of the psychological thriller like there's so many good scenes of where the reflection you're seeing like is this real and it really puts you in the mindset of like oh my gosh i don't know you know, am I, what's, what's real, what's not. And I do love that, you know, that he's having trouble sleeping. So, you know, what? it gave me these really cool, creepy vibes, superhero vibes of, um, fight club, uh, which I, which I love. And, and a lot of stuff, you know, I compare to that because it's such a great job of duality and dissociative identity disorder. So that was really, uh, really cool. And right off the bat, it jumps you right into the action. The first episode I, I love that. I love the idea that he has to tie himself to the bed. Stephen does because he doesn't know what he's doing at night. He's having these vivid dreams and he can't tell if he's actually going places and doing it or if it's just like in his head. 
So he ties himself to the bed and he puts tape up on his door so you can see that he didn't actually get through his door. But having this whole car chase scene and these moments where he's about to fight a bunch of people and then it's just like his kind of like he kind of blacks out for a second and then all the guys are dead and you see his hands like covered in blood and he's like, I, I had no clue what I just did. It really puts you in the seat of like, who knows what's going on with this? This is like, and it's crazy. But Khonshu, yeah, this giant, you know, he's he can take the form of, he can be really big or small, but he has like this bird beak skull and F. Murray Abraham, great voice choice for this. He has this really great power to him and Again, the running, like, it's almost like Steven's constantly running from this character. And we have, like, that first episode where, like, this Anubis-looking jackal starts chasing him in the museum. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm running. And Mark's like, give me the body. Give me the body. Give me the body. And he does. And that's where we got that scene from the trailer where he you know, becomes Moon Knight and he beats the thing to a pulp. But as the story goes along, and then we get introduced to, like, May Callumway, who plays Layla, who is Mark's wife. And you're like what like in the whole time i love how steven doesn't know who she is he doesn't understand and she's like what do you, you know so many of these mysteries are 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 opening as they're going along and it really becomes this huge it, it goes from like what is more of like a simple kind of like I, who is moon knight why yeah, is mark the psychological body, thriller you know? and all that yeah and it becomes a huge like egyptian fantasy show um but you know I, if we look at in the mcu we have thor and we have the norse gods um and, you know, coming up in Thor Love and Thunder, we're going to have Zeus and stuff. So it stands and to even, reason that even in Eternals, you know, they're kind of like the Mesopotamian gods and, you know, and, and re- reference it, it stands to reason that let's let's there's got to be Egyptian gods, you know, there are the Egyptian there, gods. Yeah. And they have their powers and they have these avatars and it kind of it, it's cool to think like the avatar then is like that's the version that is a superhero or supervillain is that has the powers of whichever god and with that comes these cool, you know, fighting styles and stuff. And I love how, as we start to discover more about Moon Knight, when Mark is Moon Knight, he is what really is the def- defined with the cloak, looks more like Assassin's Creed style. When Steven becomes the version of Moon Knight, it's Mr. Knight, who has more of a suit and is polished. And there's just, I love how that was a variation there of, okay, depending on which, but depending on which you know person is is using the avatar, it becomes a different fighting style. And like Steven has more like kind of like uh nightwing sticks he used to fight, whereas Moon Knight is more punching and kicking, and he has kind of like a battering, a moon-shaped, you know, like uh thing to throw and stuff. I thought that was really cool how they kind of differentiate that. But a lot of it is, yeah, we're looking at Harrow, Ethan Hawk was Conchu's avatar before and him yeah be on this path of i didn't like that it was after the fact you know we have to do we have to get Ahmet going so that we can judge people the way you know and he it's so cult like and i love how he has his tattoos of like the judge things on him and everyone that's part of his cult have the same tattoo it's very creepy so it's like this whole chase of he's he's trying to find Ahmet and these these pyramids and I mean, we get in some cool action moments where, like, there's, like, a, a creepy mummy dude at one point, like, who's doing, like, he looks like he's chopping up a body, and you're like, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, uh, just creepy. Um, but then to lead into, like, the second half of the show where then it becomes, like, we got to episode four, and it was like, 
what the hell's going on? Where all of a sudden Mark is in like an insane asylum, or like it looks like he's in an asylum of some kind, and he can meet Stephen. This is where it became very. You have to really think about it. It's very uh, artistic in the way they do this, and it's like, oh well, you just got shot. If you're dying in Egypt, you know there's a whole process of if your heart's judged, and you know whether you go to the underworld or not. But your body will take on the image of something you know to kind of go through that, and it becomes an asylum. And this is where, honestly, for me, at that point in the show, I was like, this all could be in his head. Well, it, well, this is where we get that kind of um, Shutter Island thing. Like, wait a second, is was he in a asylum the whole time? Because then you, he looks around and you see uh, Richard Harrow. It looks like he's his, his therapist. So Ethan Hawke's like a therapist role, and he sees everything around him like huh, wait a second, did I just project this whole, you know, thing? So then I'm like, what was the show at all? So yeah, it does, it's a very twisty moment of the the show where you're like, okay, let's kind of continue to follow this along and like where, and then he's continuing to go back and forth between the personalities is like, wait a second, what's happening? And it's like, you're playing catch up just like him. And I think that's what Oscar really shines is you're really on long for the ride of this show than any other character kind of driven show. And as that episode went along, the, the kind of big reveal that Steven is actually made up that Steven, uh, you know, obviously you can't talk about fight club, but if you know, the fight club twist, it's similar. It's like, he is a kid. He accidentally got a friend of his, it's his brother, I think, right. Was his brother or his friend yes. got killed? Yes. Yeah, so his, his brother, brother right? his brother was killed at an early age and his mother um, ends up becoming, I think, very um, withdrawn and abusive mm-hmm. to him because of that. So to cope with that, he ends up creating this alternate identity, Stephen, that he can hide away from. And Stephen's very is so different than Mark because Stephen's very upbeat, as you said. He's kind of naive, mild-mannered, naive. He's got yeah. this whole um, English, you know, accent and oh, mother, you know, and it's all based off this, you know, explorer Stephen Grant that and, and he call, comes after. So that's basically where he would just go to hide and literally become that person and so you know Wes Steven's going away now you know kind of like a little creepy but then as he realized then you realized as the audience that as you know Mark went on and he got away from all that whole life got away from his mother and went on to you know pursue his life and you know be like kind of spec ops and stuff and he met Conchu then then the two personalities kind of bled into reality where it kind of took on a life of his own, which was really kind of cool. And that's just trippy. That's where you're like, because what was so crazy about this show is it starts off with you following Steven. So you think Steven is the real identity the whole time. You think Mark might be, you know, some other thing going on, but Mark is the actual person and Steven was made up. And it, it was just trippy. And then we have, you know, they, they meet uh, like one goddess, uh, Towerette, who's a hippopotamus headed, you know, goddess. Uh, and hello, ah! <laughs> it was really funny. Um, and we saw that there was a third uh, coffin, you know, and so we're like, there's got to be a third personality in there somewhere. But the whole big ending sequence, I will say the Asylum episode was so strong from a storytelling standpoint, character driven. You know, they're off on the Egyptian desert uh, in the what is like the underworld and they're going to be judged but like the hearts are not connected enough and steven sacrificed himself and he's like look if you got the powers of fighting stuff so do i and that was a really cool moment for him because he was not the fighter of the two of them and he's like 
frozen in the sands. And I love how the, the last episode, it gets a little bonkers. It was like, we're going to go for broke here. Uh, Harrow gets the power of Ahmed and he's, you know, this is giant alligator crocodile woman walking around and her and Contra are going to start fighting. So you have these two giant gods fighting each other. I know like Autobots assemble. So we get like a Transformers <laughs> battle. <laughs> Maybe think of God of War. Yeah. meets like Autobots. It's just, and yeah, I'm Pacific like, Rim. Does anyone, is anyone in Egypt seeing this right now in Cairo? They're seeing like, there's a giant crocodile lady finding yeah, the, we're the Avengers. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the moment of Mark and Steven, Mark goes back for him and they kind of connect and realize that combined, their combined efforts make it that they're a whole heart. And that, and that they need each other. Mm-hmm. They need each other, you know, because Mark is the tough guy, has the fine side, and Steven has the smarts and the education and, you know, the wit. And then, them getting the power of Moon Knight once again, and Moon Knight's like, "How am I supposed to get there in time?" Uh, you forget to have the power of the moon, and he just like f- f- takes off like a jet. Um, and meanwhile, Layla, who's been you know trying to get this whole situation taken care of as well, she ends up getting the power of Tamaret and becoming Scarlet Scarab, uh, which is technically the first Egyptian superhero we have in the MCU, which is really exciting. Uh, and her outfit looked really cool. It looked like what uh, Wonder Woman wanted to be, but uh, this was more badass. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I will say this is what I was, what I think was missing from this show as a whole was Moon Knight. We didn't get a lot of time with Moon Knight, and the series is called Moon Knight. The series should have been called Mark and Steven um, or something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> or Specter Grant. <laughs> yeah, Specter Grant. Because at the end, you know, Harrow has the power of Amit, and he's got his big staff, which has like the the alligator head and like and the he's axe got, on the know, side, yeah. and he's got like all these purple powers and stuff and he's just like going crazy the fight between moon knight scarred scarab and him and i love and of course when they every time they change between personalities to fight you get the two different versions of moon knight with the lovely suit version and then we get the classic look that was really cool and i, I just love that scene where he, fu- he punches him and just like brushes him off and then he gets like crap beat out of him it, yeah it, it goes it's a pretty epic brawl but yeah it, it it's um we were missing a lot of that action until the very end. So there was but, a few moments throughout the show where they had it, but I always feel like Moon Knight was like a cameo in his own show. And and then even the end when it's like, all right, you're gonna kill him. You know, Conchie's like, he he needs to be judged and kill him. And Mark's like, do it yourself. Um, because the whole deal was like, we'll come back to be Moon Knight, but once he's defeated, you have to let us go. And that's how the show kind of left off, is we were under the impression of they did the deed, they stopped Harrow. So Khonshu let go of Spectre and Grant, and then they're back in their apartment, and we have that same song they wake up to. Every time away, yeah, up. and it's like, wait a second, it came full circle. So Moon Circle, they're back again. So I'm like, okay, wait a second, was that all a dream? Yeah, it was, was crazy, it right? Yeah, so and like, even like he he goes to like get off the bed and he falls again as if he did time himself. So it was like, was any of this real? Did it happen? And then the big reveal at the end of the post credit scene that Harrow is actually in like a mental hospital as well. So clearly he was not killed. And someone like, is like, I'm going to, I'm taking him to this limo and he takes him to the limo and he's kind of thinking, Hey, someone busted me out. I'm not going to go to jail. Yeah. We this see all great. these dead. We see all these bodies like dead around there. And then he's and in no the one's limo. noticing that someone had came in wrecked house in there. And then puts him in the limo and then Conchu's in the limo and with he's this like, little suit, which is great. <laughs> He's like, what do you want, Kanchu? Like, you know, he's so over it because he's a previous avatar. And he's like, 
you think that I would just give up Steven and Mark that easily? He's like, oh, there's something way worse than the two of them. And this is where we meet Jake Lockley. This is the very final moment. And the window goes down and he shoots Harrow twice. And that's how the, it was crazy when he drove off to the license plate of the limo spelled out Spectre. So it, this show left off with more questions than it answered. And for, for a show that we think might be a limited series, may not, it was like, what? Especially because Lockley, they kind of talk about, there's, there's multiple moments throughout the show where a, a brutal massacre happens. And, and both Steven, Steven or Mark and, can't remember it. And they're like, that yeah. wasn't me. Well, is that you? No, that wasn't me either. So they know there's a third personality. We, we had hints of it all along. There was that moment too, we saw the third coffin. So to have that, there's a, there's a very murderous third identity in there that speaks spanish which is great for oscar isaac because he gets to really uh, speak his uh, native spanish which is amazing um but even there's that one scene when they're in the asylum and his nose is broken and he's kind of like he's having this weird like new york accent he's like yeah you really got me so that yeah so and to your point chris and for everyone listening to this those are these are the moments where we're like we need to go back and watch this to see all those moments throughout it there might be breadcrumbs that lead to more of the reveal overall of this Mm -hmm. series and yeah, now we're left knowing, okay, well, if we're not going to get a second season, where is Moon Knight going to pop up again in the MCU? I've heard rumors that he could even show up as soon as Thor and Love and Thunder. Um, there's a whole comic book line where it's actually, you find out that Mjolnir is actually made of moon rock and that how it gets pushed back together is because Moon Knight can make it whole again. And we see in the trailer, Jane Foster gets the broken version of Thor's hammer back together. So who knows where Moon Knight, I know Moon Knight you know, also set in Egypt. Where is Egypt? And Africa. We already had some mentions of characters that were mentioned in Black Panther. So Wakanda Forever coming out this fall. Who knows? Oscar Isaac is not done with this character, these characters. He will pop up again. But as right now, we're so curious of like how, because not everything was answered for us. I don't know if we're going to get a Moon Knight movie. That could happen. But just the storytelling, it was something different. I like the Egypt angle, the acting, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke especially just stole the show. Oscar Isaac's so good in all these different characters. Ethan Hawke, great villain. It was a fun series to watch. I do wish that when they move forward, there actually be more of actual Moon Knight in whatever they do. I like the character work, but I actually wanted to see more of the superhero element all along. And I think that was the that was the least element of the show was like, Let's do the the DID, the identities, the Egypt lore, talking about gods and stuff. And oh, by the way, he is a superhero too. So for me overall, because I really enjoyed a lot of it, but left some questions, it's going to sit at a 7 out of 10 for me, for Moon Knight. Um, and I can't wait to see where they go next with this character. I hope he pops up in a movie soon and just does some awesome stuff. Because some of that fighting is real cool. Absolutely. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 just because it really was... Uh, it definitely had a different vibe and a great direction for Disney with Marvel to go into a different direction than your typical, uh, you know, poppy superhero stuff. So really enjoyed it. I, I do hope that we're going to get some more Moon Knight stuff soon because you can't leave us hanging like that. But check it out. You can watch all six episodes of Moon Knight streaming on Disney Plus exclusively. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more 
through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.